we are more than just this. It's what we feel. So even our connection where you invited me to join you and I wanted to ask if you would be interested in me and that that happened at the exact same time, right? Mm-hmm. Our connection, that's an energetic connection or how even how we we met and how our relationship evolved from really, we, we don't really know each other, but we are so close and so connected so quickly because of this, this energy realm. So basically believing that you are more than just your physical body. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Spirit Unleashed. I'm grateful that you're here and I'm super excited to share this episode with you. Today's chat is with Francesca Bonta. She is a holistic health practitioner and also a wedding officiant. Her heartfelt desire is to empower individuals to navigate and celebrate life and its adversities with more ease and grace, allowing more love, light, and joy to flow through them. Energy is in flow all around us at all times. And if you aren't sure if you believe me, well, have you ever stepped into a room that felt the heaviness of a recent argument? Or have you ever stepped into a room and felt the lightness and kindness? Or even how inviting it feels? Both of these happen without words, yet we can still feel the presence of the energy. This is an interesting chat about energy and an invitation to see how it is at play in your life right now. Today, we're talking all about energy, how it's at work in our everyday lives, even though we can't physically see it, our main energy centers, how to move through emotions and clear congested energy, and the importance of thinking less and feeling more. So I I was kind of wondering, and I, I love that you have the passion of being a wedding officiant, and then also the holistic world as well. So how, well, first of all, like, I'm happy for you that you didn't kind of sacrifice your love for one of those, because sometimes we get on that like path of you can only do one, one thing. So which one came first for you? So actually, a lot of people say that mm-hmm. a lot of people say, like, how, how does it even fit? And it's actually one in the same. It's all part of metaphysics. So as a wedding officiant, um, what I am is a celebrant. So um, I'm with the Canadian International Metaphysical Ministry as a celebrant, which allows me to be a clergy registered in Ontario to officiate weddings. But it's all part of the same realm. So I feel that the celebrant training is sort of like the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake right so I did the holistic healing things first but they actually all sort of led into I felt like I wanted something bigger something more but like I've done if you check my resume a zillion and one trainings and I just nothing felt right anymore so this just sort of encapsulates and expands Mm -hmm. everything doing so much to the point that I've actually just recently launched a course to teach people on how to become celebrants and holistic healers 
holistic practitioners to cultivate their own gifts because after all these years of experience, um, I can only do so much mm-hmm. <laughs> and constantly having to turn away people because I'm so booked up. So I want to empower others. So my mission statement is to empower others to celebrate life and navigate its adversities with more ease and grace, letting love, light and joy flow through them. So part of this extension of working one on one, just in, you know, wherever people are in their life, perhaps inspiring them to share their own healing gifts. Mm -hmm. And officiating weddings is only part of what a celebrant does and it's so much fun and there's other other roles that people can take to like uh, supporting people through end of life or just hosting ceremonies and groups within their own communities you know for teachers or um, just women who like to gather and just be with like-minded people and just learning how how do we hold space for people you know like how do we lead groups how do we take people safely through meditations, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's all fun and the same. Oh, I love that. And I'm glad you explained that because when you just kind of hear the two words, you think they're completely different. So thanks for sharing that that bridge with us. Now, when you say metaphysics, I'm not really great with big words. So what would you say encapsulates that? That's, again, such a great question. <laughs> a lot of and I actually, for a long time, refrained from using the word metaphysics because it, it is a little bit almost confusing and a little bit way too out there. And the way I like to work with people and to share is in a way that everyone feels safe and everyone feels welcome. So basically, metaphysics is that we are more than just this, that it's and it's what we feel. So even our connection where you invited me to join you and I wanted to ask if you would be interested in me and that that happened at the exact same time right mm-hmm. our connection that's an energetic connection or how even how we we met and how our relationship evolved from really we we don't really know each other but we are so close and so connected so quickly because of this this energy realm so basically believing that you are more than just your physical body and that also really ties into and I know you want to talk about chakras but it's about just feeling you know when you walk in a room and you get that feeling in your belly like my goodness I don't feel comfortable here or the opposite where you walk into a room and you're like oh this feels so great right this is what metaphysics is so is it just kind of like I don't know, is it just radiating off of us or is it in between us as well? Like, because I can feel it too. When I go in a room, I can tell when people were just fighting or I can tell when they're like really connected and bonded and there's a really strong love there. So you can tell when there's a difference, but like it's hard when you can't physically see it. Oh, I know. And it's very challenging for us. You know, um, a lot of us are, we're, we're educated and we like science and we like facts and we want things that we can touch, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to understand and to believe in it. But if you think that, you know, really, we are all energy. Everything is energy. Like in front of me, I have a table. Beside me, I have a table. But this is also energy. And it's been really interesting to see over the years because I've been in this holistic world for forever and a day. And over the years, even how my client base is shifting into a lot of therapists come to me, a lot of nurses, a lot of teachers, uh, lawyers, bankers, you know, so my my 
audience is shifting because a lot of people think that, oh, energy work, it's like woo woo wee and it's all these kooky people. And even doctors, like, you know, my, my clients tell their doctor, oh, you know, I'm going to see Francesca. She does holistic healing. Part of it includes Reiki and they explain a little bit about what it is. And even doctors are are like, you know, if it works, maybe they may not 100% believe mm-hmm it makes people feel better, <laughs> then that's all they care about, right? And people like me and, and others who do work similar to what I do, um, you know, we need doctors for really important things, mm-hmm. like really big things out there. So if as a holistic practitioner, I can help people with their anxiety and with their sleep and, you know, just general stress and just having someone to talk to, someone to talk to that doesn't judge, that just maybe talks about things that they've been feeling because so many people are like never been able to talk to anyone about this because it's just odd and I'm not comfortable so then they share it with me and then I've often told people I bet if you go to your social circle and you just you know sort of pose a few tangents for conversations that are outside of the norm I bet you a lot more people want to talk about this that actually do because it just again it just feels odd but it is becoming more normal I mean there was a time where I would be afraid to even talk about the full moon and you know the effects that it might have and now literally everywhere you go you <laughs> ask, oh mercury must be in retrograde right <laughs> I mean a little more normal however on that note I have to say it's almost gone the the full other extreme and COVID suddenly made almost every person who wants to be on social media an expert. Mm-hmm. So I re- really caution, I'm very protective of my industry. Part of the reason, again, why I'm doing the course, the training is so that we're putting people out into the world that are qualified because mm-hmm. leading meditation isn't something you do nilly willy. Like there's a lot that you have to know what you're doing working in the energy realm is very taxing on the body Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things can happen so you really need to know what you're doing so I always caution people you know vet who are you taking this information from you know where where's the source so I have over the years of course you know met the most brilliant humans on the planet that have supported me so although I'm by no means an astrologist at all um, I have connections with really, really, really talented women who take all that stuff that I don't understand at all and put it into words that I understand. Mm-hmm. And then I that and share what's relevant with my clients. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be an expert in everything to be able to share it, but you do need to be cautious of, of what you're sharing. And more importantly, you need to be cautious of what you're allowing to resonate with you mm-hmm. because sometimes when people are really down and really low and really lost and confused, they almost get, we'll call it hooked by um, energies that aren't really pure. And so that we call it shapeshifters. So people tend to be all wonderful, but they're really not. So again, lots to, lots to be concerned about and lots Mm -hmm. to learn and have fun with. Yeah. Now, when you were talking to you about, over the last few years, a lot of new experts coming out. And I don't know if this is related, so I'm asking, but I've seen a lot of manifesting coaches and they do talk about energy 
and the law of attraction. Do you think those are related or does that energy just naturally attract what you desire? I believe that there is a law of attraction and that concept, like truthfully, none of these are new. Mm -hmm. They've been for a very, very long time. Like I, my Coburg office has, um, so many books. Um, I share a space with uh, Karen Mason, who's another wonderful woman. And she has like thousands of books. And these books that I like, I'll pull off the shelf, were written like, you know, 70 years ago, like this, (laughs) this is new. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think things take go through cycles, right? Just like fashion goes through cycles, this is coming up again. And with the manifestation, um, Yes, there is an element of truth to what we think is what, you know, happens. And we can bring good things into our our life. But I also think that there's a big reality piece too. And we weren't all meant to live on an island, sipping mojitos all day long, wearing long flowy dresses and having you know a cook and someone to clean up for us and do our gardening like you know that that is what we were all meant to do now in my dream world I would love to live on an island and you know (laughs) have people that do all that stuff for me and you know I just get to cook and everyone else magically cleans up and you know get a massage every day and you know there's a a reality piece too so I do believe that when we're more in alignment with our authentic self, when our chakras are more aligned, then we do end up having a life that is, like I said, my mission statement filled with more ease and grace and joy. But in my life, there's a lot that's not perfect. I also have, you know, really big, real struggles. I also too, you know, go through pain and suffering and, you know, there's things that go on in my family and, you know, like unexpected deaths or, you know, serious illnesses and all that kind of stuff. Um, Even myself, I get unwell and, you know, things happen to me. So I do believe in, in putting your energy in the direction that you want it to go, but I also am real. And that's another one of my, I guess, pet peeves is um, that, we need to be grounded. We need to be realistic, um, which I think is also part of the reason why so many people align with me because I am real. Like I never pretend to be, oh, my life is just pure bliss and I'm just floating on a cloud. And, you know, maybe my social media makes it look like I've never cried in the last 20 years, but in real life, you know, that things happen too. So I think people like to work with uh, myself because I am real mm-hmm. and have the approach that is an unattainable like people actually reach their goals and they also accept that not everything comes with the snap of a finger as well too right mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I wish I wish for everyone for every sentient being on the planet to have health and happiness mm-hmm. But, you know, you just look outside your door. <laughs> our our world isn't, that's not what our real world is. Right. So we can do what we can do to our very best. And, um, you know, we don't live in a utopian world, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I wish I'll just join hands and sing a song and make it happen. But that's just not what it is. No. And I guess it's a good reminder to 
we can really only consciously create from ourselves and what's around us and not necessarily the whole world into this hand-holding sing-along, <laughs> but exactly. what we can control, yeah. Yeah, and it's following our path. You know, like I've accepted, for example, one of my archetypes is the wounded healer. I have been through, you know, a story and a half and continue to go through a story and a half. And um, that's just part of my healing. That's how I've accepted that that is the path that I'm meant to take. So all of these experiences that I've had that I'm not about to go on social media and share with the world Mm -hmm. I only share what is relevant with the people I work with when it is of supportive, right? So when people need me to approach them from that space of empathy, I can truly understand. However, I do not work from a space of empathy. And my third pet peeve for the day mm-hmm. is people who um, really glamorize the idea of being an empath. It is the absolute worst thing in the world that you do because when you work from a space of empathy, you're creating, you're bringing more suffering into the world, right? We don't want empathy. We want, well, we do want to be empathetic, but we want to work from a space of compassion and they're so close and it's really not super easy for me to describe the difference, Mm -hmm. but of course I feel for people and their suffering and their sorrow but I work from that space of compassion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like again, working in this realm and helping and healing so many people um, also means that my body goes through a lot as well too. So it isn't something for everyone, but on that note, we can all be of service to the world. We can all make this world a little bit of a better and brighter place in our own special way, you know, even the people who work in banks and the little things that they can do. You know, I see it in my partner, how he literally embodies everything I aspire to be as a human. He just is it. He doesn't have to work at it. It just, it's just him. It's just the way he is. Right. Whereas the rest of us were like, yeah, how do I, you know, how do I, right. And I don't know, it's just the way he is. So although we are so completely different, And I would never want to be in a relationship with someone who does the work that I do ever. (laughs) Um, We're just, we come from such different, you know, worlds of a career choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, I see things in, in him. So all of us, all of us have the power to spread a little more magic and light in this world. Yeah. I I like that you touched on that because I find too, with social media, it glamorizes entrepreneurship and, it is not easy, but also if if everybody was destined to have their own business and do this path, then we wouldn't have people to, you know, do those construction jobs, build those houses. Like we need, we still need all these other occupations, which is great if you do have that passion in your heart to take on that. But I mean, I feel like some people are doing it because they feel pressured, not necessarily because that's what they've always wanted to do. You are so right. (laughs) From one entrepreneur to another, um, it is a lot of work and um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I've been doing it for so many years, Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot that you have to, uh, we'll call, we'll use the word sacrifice, really. 
And um, again, it's not for everyone. I have a very supportive partner, very supportive. Like my schedule is really all literally all over the place. Um, and I manage it. I do it well. Um, every event that I lead, every wedding I officiate, every client I serve, you know, I do it all well. But there's a lot of behind the scenes and that's not for everyone. And there's a lot of trial and error. And, you know, when COVID hit and 95% of my life, of my revenue got cut just like that. And I still had expenses that I had to pay because when you, you know, have a lease, still got to pay those bills. And there's a lot of other stuff, you know, behind the scenes that you have to pay. Um, I really thought about it, you know, like, should I just, you know, go work? somewhere else you know I, I love clothes so you know thought about working in a retail industry or you know and at the end of the day when you look at all the hours <laughs> that you put into your um, entrepreneurship like sometimes we're lucky if we're making five cents an hour right <laughs> <laughs> it really depends but then there's there's other perks to having your own business and and whatnot but to, it is not for everybody. And it is a little frustrating to see all of these, you know, things pop up on our ads, you know, like, oh, can make a million dollars tomorrow. Like, no, if it really was that simple, then um, we'd all be millionaires, right? <laughs> There's the world has to function with different people in different roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you are, are a sanitary engineer, collecting our, our garbage on a weekly basis, or you are, you know, the best doctor, everyone is important. You know, like we all have our own role. We all have our own job and it's important to love what you do um, and to, to love your life. Right. So I love what I do so much. I love it. But, you know, sometimes I think of, um, for example, I I've heard from some people, some of my clients, they work in a factory and, their job is, you know, they know what their job is. They go in, they they do it, they do it well. They have a great time chatting with their coworkers. Then they close the door behind them. They go home and they just live, you know, whereas in my life, there is not a lot of separation. There's a lot of overlap. And most of my friends, if not all of my friends, I met through work. Um, you know, because of the work that I do, I become quite close and intimate with people. So, you know, you really... It's impossible to not, you know, share. And then I hear lots of stories, right? And the more people you know, the more stories you hear and you hear of their struggles and their their losses and, you know, all these different things. So again, entrepreneurship, it even depends what you're doing. Like, I mean, you said yourself earlier today that you want to be around people more, you know, and I, I have another client who said to me, um, I don't want to be around people. I want to <laughs> just want to be behind the scenes right mm-hmm. it's really important to find even if you are going to go the entrepreneurship way mm-hmm. be right I love being with people mm-hmm. I love being around people I love that feeling mm-hmm. um okay meeting strangers I can you know I do it every almost every day I step in front of a, a group of strangers and talk and that doesn't scare me at all or make me nervous but then there's other things that just, you know, are not my favorite things to do as an entrepreneur, but you know, you can still them. Yeah. We all have our things that we love, things we don't. Sometimes we do them. Sometimes we find somebody else to delegate. 
Yeah. And that's the other thing too. There's not always the money to delegate. If I offloaded everything that I don't like to do, I'd literally not make any money. Right. Mm -hmm. But you do have to find that balance between asking. And I'm so, so blessed that I have the most amazing supports in my life. Like any of my subcontractors that, that I have in my world are just so great. And it took me a long time though, to find, you know, people that align with my values and can hear me when I speak and see what I'm seeing, that kind of thing. Right. So when I launched my new website last year, um, the woman who created that for me, it was just, it was like, she was inside me and she, but she did a way better job than I could have. <laughs> that, that was me with a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. I could have never imagined that I would have such a spectacular website because I could never do that myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Took what a, what she could feel from me and she just made well I think is a masterpiece so and I get lots of compliments on it so <laughs> I think it's a masterpiece too I was actually looking at it before our call today just to kind of come up with some more things I wanted to chat about but it is beautiful and I did notice on there um, the Reiki that you yep. provide now can you tell us about Reiki and energy and our are they called like energy channels or points or what are they called? Like, I know we have the chakras, but what are they called? Um, so they, they're, it's the same um, energy lines as in Chinese medicine, in the, all the Eastern medicine, they use their energy. Um, it will, meridians is what most people understand. So it's this very intricate system of, of I don't know, I think like 4,000 or something. And I really don't know what any of them are called. I might be familiar with maybe three, but that's not important. Um, and the way I share in my healing sessions, whether it be a virtual session or an in-person session, group session, et cetera, et cetera, it's very eclectic. So a lot of people train um, in a modality, for example, um, Usi Reiki, and then they follow that to a T. Um, I have never followed anything to a T. I just have my own style, which a lot of people, once they're in practice for some time, um, will develop their own style, just like a massage therapist, right? Like they'll go to training, they'll be told that this is what you do. You know, you spend five minutes here, 10 minutes there. And then after, you know, in practice for a little bit, they're like, well, you know, this person needs a bit more time here, a little bit more time there. We can just skip that for now. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, My healing sessions are an eclectic mix of lots of healing modalities. So I use Reiki, which that also kind of uh, will tie in more to the understanding of metaphysics, right? Mm-hmm. So it's um, basically from my from my body, from my hands. Um, and I do hands-on touch if people are in person. I do guided meditations and a lot of intuition, intuitive talk, um, just things just come to me. I don't know where they come from. I just get like these downloads or visions or whatever. Um, sometimes we use cards. I use crystals. I use sound bathing. So the sound is actually one of the last things that came into my world because I'm so not musical at all. <laughs> so I didn't think I could possibly use any instruments in my sessions. But then a few years ago, maybe eight years ago, um, I was introduced to a crystal bowl that I was allowed to play 
And I was like, wow, I can do this. So I have about six to eight different instruments that I use. And all of this just helps to clear the unserving or the unwanted energy away. And then literally every single person, whether they are, you know, a virtual session, uh, on the phone, in person, um, leaves feeling lighter, brighter, clearer. Literally when they look in the mirror, they can see a glow. I tell everyone they get a free facelift with the session. <laughs> and a lot of people ask me that about myself as well. Like you're just glowing, you just glow. And it's it's from the inside out, right? So that's what we're working on. So our chakras are our energy centers. And truthfully, in my sessions, we don't actually do like chakra teaching. It's about just going through people's bodies and um, feeling where they need the shift. And it's, I don't like using the word blocked, because I don't believe that anything's ever blocked, because mm -hmm. if blocked, we would die, right? Because it's, it's a like this energy wheel. Mm -hmm. And if it stops, like, then everything else will stop. Okay. So continuous energy, but I like to use the word congestion. And how I feel it and how I know it's just it's very intuitive um when people come to me for their sessions even if I've never said hello to them prior to meeting them um I call in three oils essential oils that have energetic properties uh well all oils have energetic properties so I connect with the emotion of the oil and then I make a statement and I'm so far 100 for 100 as to why they came like what the root of why they came. And so then we work energetically from that space. Again, I've been doing this for a long time and it's really hard to explain, mm -hmm. even for myself who's pretty articulate. It's just one of those things that you have to experience, but there isn't a like, um, you know, a step one to 10 kind of process that I go through. Just after years of practice, you just kind of learn to feel what, what people need. Uh, the other night I did a healing circle um, in Toronto downtown and again every single person there it was like they felt like as if I had created that event for them specifically but it's really it was the collective like we all came together because we all me included <laughs> needed needed that experience mm -hmm. so that's beautiful that they all felt like that which means they had a really good takeaway from it as well they certainly did. And it was such an amazing group of, of women as well, too. So I had to thank them when I sent my notes. I had to thank them again for their presence because it's takes it takes a lot to share and to be in circle with strangers and for them to all be so raw and real and, you know, laugh and cry together. It's just it's amazing what happens when when we come together, which mm -hmm. again. I want more people out there feeling confident, holding space for people so that we spread a little bit more love and light around the world because mm -hmm. we need it. <laughs> we really do. Now, what do you feel causes the energy centers to be congested? Like, do you find there's a theme with that or? Being human. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, just we're human, right? I, I can't watch the news, but it's important that, you know, we stay abreast of the reality of our world. Mm -hmm. And so after a few minutes of listening to the news, I start to feel a lot of things in my body, um, you know, just 
it's cold outside. Maybe, you know, we slip and fall. Like I have some old injuries, hamstring injuries. Sometimes I just step the wrong way. And then that causes things out of alignment. Sometimes it's hearing, you know, of the struggles that your loved ones are going through. Mm -hmm. um, it, it Sometimes it's just like what's going on in the cosmos, like just so much. We're just, we're human. Mm -hmm. We're when when I have people leave my sessions and their chakras are aligned, I always say they're as aligned as they can be in this moment because there's no such thing as perfection. Like there's no such thing as having perfectly aligned chakras and that we leave and we're like, I'm perfect, I'm done, yay. You know, it's mm. just not real. There's, I, I love the words perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. That's all of us pretty much are. <laughs> <laughs> And so you just try to clear out it's, I kind of look at it as uh, I love to use analogies. And sometimes I know people think they're odd, but you know, if you were to um, not clean your car because it's winter now and you're like, I'm not going to clean it at all. I'm just going to wait until the spring. And then, you know, come the spring, it's going to take you like 10 hours because the salt is caked into the carpet and you know, there's just, let's say you ate in the car and you never took the garbage out and, you know, just, you know, I have dogs, so there's dog hair everywhere. And then that's a daunting project to clean that car. Right. Whereas if you just, every time you make sure you take your garbage out, if you ate something in the car, wipe away the dog fur, you know, just kind of clean on a more regular basis. Then even though you're going to do that once a year car clean, that costs, you know, $300, it's not as, as big of a project, right? So you still might spend that money to get the professional cleaning done. But along the way too, you're not walking in your car every time going, oh, this is disgusting. I ugh, really dread this, right? Mm -hmm. So just regularly clearing out your energy centers is part of just feeling a little bit lighter and freer and cleaner and more organized on a regular basis. And my clients like this style, right? This is what they want. There's lots of ways. Some people like my dad, the golf player, that's what he does to reset himself. Some people cycle, some people swim, some people, you know, yoga is enough and it, it helps to balance their body. It just depends. Mm -hmm what you're going through and how you process like I said like my partner doesn't need my type of work he doesn't just not it's just not something he requires in his life but he has other things that he needs to reset and realign his body right so not everybody on the planet has to have you know some kind of healing energy work done to live their best life we're all just a little different so I personally need sessions on a weekly basis for myself in order to hold space and to do what I do. So if I don't get sessions done for me every week, it's, I feel it, you know, if I miss or skip something for whatever reason, I really, really feel it. And that too can, you know, cause me to get unwell and all that kind of stuff. So do you think it has a lot to do with doing something that we enjoy or is it the physical movement or acknowledging that energy space because I know for me I love meditation and that helps me stay grounded and clear some things out but for my boyfriend he said because I suggested it for him one day and he's like well for me meditating is biking for an hour 
And I didn't understand at the time, but yeah, everybody's different. And is it just because we enjoy doing something different or it moves through our body differently? Uh, I think it's a bit of both, right? Mm -hmm. Just like we said, everyone, like we need different careers Mm -hmm. for our world to function. Everyone has their own way of of meditating, so to speak, or clearing. So with your boyfriend, like his cycling, that's what does it for him, you know? And that might be all he ever needs. Maybe he doesn't need to ever sit and meditate, Mm -hmm. right? Like that, that may not be what he needs to do. So I think as long as, you know, for example, in his case, if he's feeling balanced and, you know, he's relatively healthy and and happy and feels like he's going in the direction in life that he's meant to be, then then that's great. There's no need to have to add meditation to Mm -hmm. his, to his weekly, you know, events. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's also, I think, really important. I love how you said that because we have to enjoy what we're doing, even meditating. Like there's over different 50 techniques that I teach. Um, not all of them work. Uh, breath, so many different breath techniques, you know, do what feels right. Even exercise, you know, like if you don't feel like hot yoga is your thing, then you prefer yin yoga, then go do yin yoga, right? It's just, and there's even different teachers and there's different, you know, even the voice for me, the voice is so important. So whatever you resonate with, I guess is, is the right word, right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can change. There are things that I used to, I would have just done anything to be able to do them. Like, oh, they were just, my heart would just light up. Now, a lot of those things can be bothered. Just, just don't want to do it, right? We shift change as also going through my next phase of life as well too um you know your body changes your interests change your energy levels change like I'm not who I was when I was 25 you know I'm at that next phase of life and I have to honor and respect where my body's at so when I first started um you know the the perimenopause menopause journey I was really hard on myself it's like what's wrong with you like well, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm getting to celebrate that I'm in that next phase of life, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, we'll do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I think too, a lot of the people that I work with are closer to your age group. Mm-hmm. So I get to um, chat with you about that, give you the red, red flags. Because I just made the connection the other day that there's only been probably two generations before me that have experienced it because prior to that life expectancy wasn't the same so that's because I'm like why does nobody tell us anything (laughs) so that's why right so now women of my age group we're trying to share more and then we'll have a lot of information to pass down to uh you know the younger generation of women Mm -hmm. so that can be prepared for this adventure let's call it an adventure for today with a a fake smile on my face (laughs) oh I'm sure it has its highs and lows that's for sure yeah Yeah, definitely but yeah it's about honoring where you're at and Mm -hmm. those words perfectly imperfect I love them Mm -hmm. they're hard sometimes to believe and we can be really hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite game to play is to always step outside of your body and to be your own friend, right? So when that voice starts to 
ruminate um, if you were talking to your friend or to a sister or sometimes even to a stranger, what would you say? So that's uh, an, another way to help help yourself mm-hmm. to the thing we call life in a healthier way. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing we wouldn't say a lot of the same things to strangers oh. and friends that we would ourselves. No, no. Mm-hmm. And I play that game every day, by the way. You know, and just put that real piece in there mm-hmm. uh, it, life is a journey right and and we have to I feel anyway to continuously work on becoming the best versions of ourselves and mm-hmm. you know just uh, we're never there like just when you, when you think things are going to just sort of they something else happens right at least that's my life so I've just learned to embrace more of the joys in these moments that we have. Um, You know, if never before, we all saw over the last few years, how quickly things can change. Mm -hmm. Um, Personal life, like I said, you know, how going through the next transitions and phases of life and all the things that presents as well, you know, just our best, do our best to embrace the moments that we have. And um, another thing I often talk about is, we tend to live in this black and white world. Oh, I'm having a great day. Or I'm like, you know, at the end of my rope. So I encourage people to live in the gray space, right? So sometimes things are a little bit brighter and sometimes things are a little bit more challenging. And every single day of my life, I go through all of those extremes because there are some really serious challenges that exist in my world. And there are also some like most amazing, most magnificent things that, you know, just are completely euphoric for me every single day. So instead of allowing that one thing that's so heavy to drag me down and paralyze me and totally consume me, I allow myself to move through the emotions. And that's another thing that I feel like we weren't taught the range of emotions and accepting the range of emotions. Mm-hmm. I partly call that our emotional intelligence and then also just being kinder to ourselves. Like, you know, sometimes really awful things happen, but then you're allowed to smile. Like for example, when my grandmother was passing and I was in the hospital with her day and night for the the last phase of her life, I was watching comedy, you know, like, no, it wasn't fun. It wasn't funny, but I needed to watch that to get me through right so allowing ourselves that permission to attempt to experience joy even when things are sad and to not live on that tightrope because you're either going to be on an unattainable high that you like you can't keep it mm-hmm. and then if you fall you're going to crash mm-hmm. right so we need to say to say it's okay to be in that gray space so i call it like our energy kind of moves through this this wave of life so mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that because now that you say that it is pretty black and white. Like when I have asked, you know, a cashier at a store or a friend, like, how are you? It's, it's like good or bad. Like no one really talks about the in-between, but that's where most of life actually happens. Yeah. Well, I know that you are a very writer. um, And I often tell people to um, just go online and just Google like, you know, an emotions document of some sort but maybe you and I can create something 
um, that we can both share where we have a range of emotions, where we can give people more language, you know, to, to use and not make it overwhelmingly daunting, like not so many words that people don't understand, but it's like, you know, are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you apathetic? Are you, um, you know, scared? Are you lonely? Are you hurt? Are you like, what are you really feeling? Mm -hmm. Right? Like that bad feeling. And then also, on the other side, you know, what kinds of things make you feel good? Like for me, even just smelling fresh homemade bread, it's just like uh, joy, right? Like mm -hmm. joy, my puppies who thankfully have not barked once. <laughs> See, that's about manifestation. Remember mm -hmm. just that I put, put it, that energy out into the world that they wouldn't bark during our, uh, our recording. So, um, you know, just looking at different things that bring bring us joy as well and sort of to describe um, what we're feeling. Usually, you know, I, I'll say things like it lights my heart, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of like, just it makes me happy, like it literally lights my heart, right? That's a, a feels like a more special way. And then it's more personal, like it's actually in your body and mm -hmm. not just like an emotion in your mind or a, a thought. Yeah. Now, do you have any ways you can help us move through emotions when we are feeling them to stay in that gray zone? Um, I think it's important to honor our emotions. And I mean, whenever I cry, you know, the people who love me will always be like, don't cry, you know, don't cry, it's going to be okay. And that's just, I think, the kind of language that we're, we're conditioned to use right because nobody likes to see people they love cry right it doesn't make anyone happy so maybe just allowing people to have their space for their emotions so maybe the next time someone close to you is crying to ask you know how can I support you would you like to be left alone would you like a hug Shall I get you a tissue? Can I get you a cup of tea? You know, like there's so many options. Mm -hmm. So in my circle that I held the other day, someone did, did cry quite a bit. I left her for a few moments and then I felt that it was appropriate to get up from my spot and go and just kind of put my hand on her back and rub her back and just let her cry. And I invited her again, you know, to participate and she did. And that's, that's what felt right in the moment. Sometimes we can intuitively pick up on things. Um, and I also feel that it's really important to honor people's emotions. So I gave that example of crying, but people are really angry. Um, I say we all have permission and we're all entitled to our emotions, but we don't. I'm not going to say a bad word, but I'm going to allude to the bad word. Um, you're not allowed to be an A about it, right? So even if you're you're having those lower vibrating emotions, like anger and whatnot, like I'm allowed to be angry, but I'm not allowed to go to the grocery store and start shouting at everyone, shoving everyone out of the way and swearing at people and you know, that kind of thing, right? So we're allowed to have our emotions, but there's a healthy way to process them. So if somebody's angry, um, then they need to find ways to cope with the anger. Mm -hmm that doesn't hurt other people. So um, one of my friends who is probably the sweetest person on the planet, like 
I cannot think of anyone who is just more absolutely like adorable than her. And she went to one of those rage rooms. Oh, yeah. And her daughter sent me a video of her. In- <laughs> and I just, I've never laughed so hard in my life. And, you know, she, you never see her as being angry. And that would be the last place I would have thought to take her. But she had an absolute blast. So finding outlets too, she's like, I didn't know I had that much. And she wasn't like angry at anything in particular, but she just realized like it was so much fun to go to this smash room and smash. So you need to find an outlet, like whatever your outlet is, maybe for your boyfriend, when he gets mad, he goes for um, a cycle. Maybe when you get angry, um, you, you meditate, or maybe you go for a long walk. Uh, or maybe in your case, you, you journal, right? Because you're a great uh, writer. I, I won't. Uh, that's not how I deal with anger, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, I, I often cry when I'm angry. Um, and I often say unpleasant things, but I have to get them out of my out of my body. But I'll often say it when no one's around, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to vocalize. I'm a big talker. You're a big writer. Um, but I, I won't lash out at others, right? Or I'll talk to someone that gives me permission to just kind of let it all out but there even that there's a difference between venting your emotions and lashing out at others and there's a big difference between that and that's also part of the emotional intelligence we have to learn the difference right like we have to learn even if we do have those people that we can pick up a phone and and just say anything to there has to be a clarity around this is just me saying it versus Kind of yelling at people mm-hmm. and we've all, we've all experienced it before right mm-hmm. probably all done it yeah. before right so it's just like i said doing our best to be a little bit better version of ourselves every day yeah everybody's going to express it in a different way and do you think how we express it has to do with those energy centers and where there might be congestion or where something's moving through absolutely mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When when our bodies are more aligned and as I call it, like we have this bubble ball around us when we are, when our chakras are more open and balanced and things are moving more freely, there's like a bigger space around us. So that's, we're more resilient. Um, and then it's like, there's this white light all around us and it almost almost like a protective field, right? So if you think of those bubble balls that we play soccer in, right? I've never been in one. Would... <laughs> um, and then you can see things coming at you. So we're more prepared. We're more resilient. But when our energy centers are very weak, literally everything that comes at us is like, you know, getting to us. But if we're more aligned and we're more vibrant, we're less likely to be aversely affected by things and we know how to navigate right like the ball we can bounce we can get it out of the way and then also having a toolbox right like I have a ginormous toolbox of things to help me and not just like your real life toolbox not everything is fixed with that one screwdriver right you need to have a bunch of different heads for that screwdriver because different things require different uh, excuse me screwdriver heads Mm -hmm. so in life we have to have 
the different like different screwdrivers, but then also you need hammers, you need a saw, you need this, you need that. And then I'm not comfortable, for example, using an electric skill saw, but some people have those as part of their tools because they're comfortable using them. So in our own real life, we have to have a toolbox that we can go to and we need to know how to use it and we have to feel comfortable using it. So if for some people crystals do it, they have their crystals, they touch their crystal and then life feels like magic. Great. Mm -hmm. If look at a crystal and I have no idea what to do and don't do it. Right. Some people love plants. Some people love gardening and that is part of their therapy and their healing. Some people love essential oils. Like I'm so aligned with essential oils um, but I don't always turn to essential oils to help me, right? So you need to have a toolbox. And then that also gives you confidence to be in that bigger bubble of protection mm-hmm. because you know you have different different means to an end, right? Because mm-hmm. different scenarios require different solutions. Yeah. Could you share with us what the different chakras are and what each one represents? Sure, I can do just a really, really quick head to toe. So um, the crown chakra is just a little bit above our head. And that's our chakra of connecting to our interpretation of the divine. Um, It is um, sometimes what happens, especially these days, is people are working so much up here that they kind of like, they're not really on this planet, right? So you want to be careful that you're working on all the body, especially on the root chakra grounding. Our third eye is, we usually say here in between the eyebrows, but it's actually like back kind of angling in the middle of our head. Um, And that is our chakra of vision, dreams, where we're going. So when you talk about manifesting and that kind of thing, Um, speaking on that note, actually, part of the creation too, is that it requires the two energies, the Shakti and the Shiva, the yin, the yang, the masculine, the feminine energy for things to happen. So a lot of times we're good at creating, but then we're not doing the follow through, right? Then we have the throat chakra, pretty much located where um, on a male body, the Adam's apple would be. Um, And that is our voice of reason. It's also our voice of listening. And a lot of times, like when I said, we step outside of our body and be our own friend, friend because we are so good at giving advice that's that's supportive for others but not always for ourselves so it's the listening chakra as well as the speaking then of course we have the heart chakra which has to do with love and I would say 99.999% of the time I'm working with people on self-love because usually the people in my world are pretty awesome and loving and giving and generous and you know amazing souls so it's usually working on self-love then in the solar plexus area we have um the many poor chakra which is a chakra of confidence trust inner knowing in the sacrum we have um the chakra of flow creativity sensuality joy pleasure and then at the root um pretty much where the tailbone is just to keep it simple um, is where the root chakra is, and that's the chakra of grounding, safety, stability, um, belonging. Then the sacral chakra is the water chakra. The belly chakra is the sun and fire. The um, heart chakra is air. Then we have ether, and then we have um, the universe, and then we have beyond. <laughs> so there's a lot 
connected with all of the chakras. There's colors, there's essential oils, there's um, planets, there's emotions, there's there's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. really quite complex. And I actually do have a chakra alignment course that can, it's a self-directed online course that can take you through um, all of the chakras in a little bit more depth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a book that comes with it for you to do your own, you know, kind of exploration and reflection. And then of course you can follow it up with me personally to sort of get more clarity and understanding around um, how you use chakra knowledge to help yourself stay more aligned. Mm-hmm. But that in my private sessions, interestingly enough, we don't really talk about chakras per se we talk about more of like the body as a whole mm-hmm. uh, and what you can do, you know, pract- practical, simple, effective action steps to integrate that into your everyday life. And when people are doing that and they're aligning with that energy and looking at it holistically now, did they discover more about themselves that they probably weren't expecting, like their purpose or passions or answers oh. maybe they've been looking for? Always, yeah. always. And again, that's the kind of people that I attract, right? That's, I always say, when you're ready, you'll find me, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I'm not for everyone. Uh, my style is not for everyone. Um, not even some people that I love dearly, um, that I would love to just be able to like, you know, I, I have to wait when when they're ready. So people come to me they're ready, right? Mm-hmm. Have that kind of like, okay, you really, really have to try it. No, you just like a begging people. It's just that the but it is when when you're ready, I'm here. And then and it probably opens up a whole new chapter for them once they discover yeah. those new things. Yeah, it it really does. And I mean, I have some people that I've been working with for over a decade. Um, I have some people who come just for one session and have an absolutely blissful experience and then for whatever reason you know never never come back mm-hmm. I have some people who have thought they're ready and then I know as soon as they walk in the door that they weren't ready and they won't come back and then other times I have a feeling that you know someone just needs this little bit of just to get them going and then they will be back mm-hmm. you know um uh, just recently a woman that I first worked with about maybe eight years ago, um, reached out and she said, I'm ready. You know, someone who I've always had a great connection with. She's an amazing, incredible soul. I've always had so much admiration for her. And she took that long to say she was ready. And and that's okay. She would at one point, right? But you can't, you can't force things. And we can only, we can only do what we're ready to do. And sometimes our brain thinks we're ready for more than our heart and our, our belly. So really the direction is heart space, heart brain, belly brain, mind brain. Um, but a lot of us are mind brain, mind brain, mind brain, which I get, <laughs> I'm, I'm very much in my head at times. Mm-hmm. So keep remembering that, you know, how they say it all ha- happens for a reason and when the time is right. Mm-hmm. And I, those statements, right? Like we've all heard them since the beginning of time. And th- there's a reason them yeah I think I actually just read on your website today that 
It said you love empowering others to feel more and think less. So why? Yeah. So I was going to say, why do you think that's important? But you're, you're chatting about it now. Yeah. And that's really awesome that you remember those words. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was great because I, I feel like too, even from what I've been learning over the years, it's not necessarily about having a positive mindset anymore. It's about feeling and using your energy and intuition instead of because say you think, okay, I'm just going to use my positivity and this is just going to be amazing. But what if your intuition's telling you it's not actually for you, then you're going against it for the sake of being positive. But why not just go into where your energy is leading you to instead? Exactly. Yeah. And that, that is exactly what we are. Like if I would have listened to my intuition way, 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 way back, <laughs> you know, like how many <laughs> Oh, I had a feeling, I had a feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, had we listened, you know, I could have avoided yeah. a lot of the things I've been through in my life that are are not my favorite moments, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't listen at the time because that's not what we were taught to do. Mm -hmm. we weren't taught to do that. Like even now, you'll see with new parenting styles, you know, children are allowed to pick what they want to eat. Back in the day, not, not that my family was like this, to be honest, I never had that kind of parenting but you know it's like you will eat what's on your plate you will not leave the table until you've eaten what's on your plate um whereas actually honestly in my family I um was the only vegetarian and it was just a very innate thing from when I was very little and you know my parents allowed me to eat as I as I pleased and accommodated me but um you know just feeling you know like sometimes we feel like eating fruit sometimes we feel like eating yogurt sometimes we feel like eating chicken right and we allow ourselves that permission to eat what we feel like eating yeah. um, right from a young age you know first we're, we're taught to to feel but we weren't you mm -hmm. do right and even in the in the education system especially when i was growing up like there was the box and, you know, if you weren't in the box, then there wasn't a lot of hope for you. And so I did all those things because, you know, I was a straight A student and because I got a full tuition scholarship to university and blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of things I did because I felt that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, not that my degree isn't being used now, but if I was feeling out more, I had other desires and things that I wanted to do. But you know, for a variety of reasons, didn't, we didn't follow through on those um, things. But in the end, now, <laughs> you know, now I'm really doing what I feel I'm on this planet to do. It, everything I do aligns with my heart. But like I said, my life isn't perfect. And I still have a lot of really big challenges to face every day. The reality of life is that even when you're fulfilling what you feel is your life's purpose and you know love your career and love my clients and you know just so many wonderful things in my life also accepting that not everything will be perfect and it, it never will be perfect right and just accepting that these grave sorrows and challenges that I have to deal with are part of of reality and I mean everyone does experience challenges I think just different people have different degrees of challenges but then it's also how we 
make our way through these challenges, right? So the the one thing that I'm going through right now that's really, really challenging and has been part of my life for quite a while, me years ago, not functional. Mm-hmm. You know, I would not be able to do a, a video chat with you. I would not be able to work. I would probably not even be able to get out of bed, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like I said, we learn to navigate life's adversities with more ease and grace. Let love, light, and joy flow through us, mm-hmm. right? Amazing how even our bigger challenges, when you start to trust and very cautiously share with people, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I said, like, you would never, will never find me on social media sharing my woes. That's not my style. First of all, it's not everyone's right and privilege to have that part of me right Mm. so with discernment you learn to share right whereas some people do they'll go online Mm -hmm. every and that's what calls in their community and that's where they find their strength and that's that's great if that's what they're choosing to do but I see certain things as sacred Mm -hmm. and I'm very discerning of who I talk to and what I share and who I share it with and again you want to be mindful of not putting too much on on one person. So that's why it's nice to create, again, like in this toolbox to have different people and different outlets and that sort of thing um, to to talk to. So, and then you you learn to see how really alike we all are. And it's amazing through my work, what I learn for myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) how talking with other people and hearing their stories um, has helped me in my own life. And then, that helps me help other people. And it's just this great big circle. But really, it's just so interesting how common the threads are in our lives. And I always, you know, how they, they used to say six degrees of separation. Now I say it's like a half a second because we're all connected, like so many connections. It's just incredible and beautiful how connected we are. Um, so when you had asked earlier, you know, about the emotional intelligence piece and sharing and honoring our emotions, it's, um, it, it really, I feel needs to be done with discernment and everybody's journey is a little bit different. You know, like I said, when people look at my social media and it looks like I haven't cried for 20 years, not everything in my life is perfect. I'm so glad I have this opportunity as well to chat with you to let people know, like, no, it's not perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Also not everybody has to know everything about everyone's life. Yeah. I like that you touched on that because we kind of went through a phase where we were all sharing that this is just a highlight reel. But now I'm also seeing a lot of people like expressing their emotions and actually crying on there. And for me, like, I think if that's suited for them, and that feels good for them, that's great. For myself, I feel like I cry quite a bit too. And I feel like that's a really good release for me. But I I can't imagine myself crying, stopping my crying to get my phone out to record me crying so it's like I just want to be in it if I'm angry or sad enough to cry I just want to be in it and let it move through but also not to share that because for me it's it's personal for me and maybe I like to share the lesson I learned from it but not necessarily while I'm in it and that's a really good point right and that's amazing and you're your skill set, you're such a good writer, right? So you can probably very eloquently and quickly encapsulate 
that message Mm -hmm. for people to get like that, right? I prefer to to talk about it. It's so much easier Mm -hmm. for me than it is to write everything down, right? I don't know why. It's just, you know, again, we're we're different. Yeah. And that's also too part of the reason probably why why you and I aligned and felt so close quickly, right? So you need to find your your bubble of people mm-hmm. to work and, and what feels right for you, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes people ask me to do things and I just say, no, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. And I am busy, but like with you, I made the time, I made the space. <laughs> so um, and sometimes things just don't feel right. It just feels like a waste of energy. Or there have even been times where I've attempted to collaborate or or make these connections with people. And they don't really go anywhere, but just that moment. And even those are beautiful too, right? Mm-hmm. Don't have to, like I said to one of my friends the other day, I don't need to buy every single product in your store to be supporting you, right? right. So having those people in your world making that that connection people who vibrate like you with you and just you feel supported so that you and it's funny too because I don't actually feel the difference between talking to you on the phone versus seeing you in person I mean obviously I can't the the touch is different yeah but I have some friends that I don't actually ever see in person either they live halfway across the world or our schedules just don't align mm-hmm. and so and one of the things that I've learned over the last few years is how deeply connected I can be with people, even if I'm not physically with them. That's a great reminder because sometimes I think we feel bad having these friendships and not necessarily speaking every day or getting together every week, um, but you can still maintain that energy with them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And- my friend that it just goes with them they just, <laughs> just know <laughs> yeah they just and but on that note too like it's usually me who will will offer suggested dates for physical gatherings right mm-hmm. so in my family they wait for me to say okay when are we getting together for daddy's birthday when are we you know going to gather for this because they know my schedule is is a little bit hectic so um then that puts the responsibility on me to to choose the dates right mm-hmm. that's a <laughs> That's okay. I put that roll on too. <laughs> oh. Well, I have loved chatting with you and I like to leave um, each episode with a question and I normally ask it, but when I have a guest, I ask if they can, if there's a question you can share with us that will like deepen our own awareness and reflection um, and just get us thinking more about our energy. Wow. Okay. I'm such a great speaker <laughs> and I dumped me a question. Um, how about this? What do you love most about yourself? Mm. And how can you share that love of yourself within your world, no matter how many few or how many, many big number of people's lives you touch every day? How can that thing that you love about yourself, can you share it with the world? And most people have such a hard time seeing what they love about themselves. So that's what it is. What do you love most about yourself? That's great. I hope that lots of people are journaling on that or just answering it in their their head or when they're driving. I know I'll be writing about it in my journal. The thing that you love most about yourself, in case anyone gets stumped, okay, is that when you think about someone you love and admire, what 
is their most endearing quality? What do you love most about them? That's a direct reflection of yourself. I had never thought of it like that. Well, thank you so much for leaving us with that question and for guiding us through this conversation. I have loved having you on here and I'm so glad we had a longer chat than we have in the past. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you immensely. Like from the bottom of my heart, I'm so honored that you reached out. Hey there, thanks for listening. A quick reminder that if you enjoy the podcast and find it motivating or inspirational, I'd love if you could take a moment to leave a positive review. It is helpful and much appreciated. Also, please note this podcast is intended to inspire and support you and bring a little more awareness and magic to your life. I'm not a therapist or psychologist, and my guests and I can only speak from our personal experiences. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or another mental health issue, please reach out to a professional in your area.